2: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz Today.
1: Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Tony Katz Today, as you may have already figured out, I am not Tony Katz. Tony's out today, but you are in good hands. I'm Kira Davis, host of the Just Listen to Yourself podcast, and I'm not coming to you from the heartland, I am coming to you from the broken left coast. That's right, (laughs) sunny California, um, where good sense goes to die. But I'm here, so some of us have a little good sense. So we're gonna pick through the news of the day. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at RealKiraDavis and of course, go sign up for my substack stack, justKiraDavis.substack.com. We've got a lot to talk about today last night were Michigan primaries, um, and predictably, President Trump ran away with those. But before we get started, I did wanna take this moment just to send out my deepest condolences to Gary Sinise. You may know Gary Sinise from Forrest Gump and uh, millions of of great moments over the years. And he's been a wonderful advocate for military families. He's got a Gold Star Families program here in California where he takes the children of of military members lost, uh, military and law enforcement uh, members who were lost on the job. He takes them to Disneyland. He he helps them out with scholarships. He he really nurtures those families. And good guy. He lost his son, Mac Sinise, uh, uh, last month. Mac suffered from a rare form of cancer. He was 32 years old, well-loved by all who knew him. I've had the opportunity to meet Mr. Sinise a few times over the years. I definitely wouldn't call us friends, but we run in the same circles because this is California and they're they're aren't a lot of reasonable common sense people. So our politics sometimes put us in the same circles. And uh, everybody who I know who knows Gary personally and knows his son says that Mac really was the, the sweetest and kindest soul. And I can't imagine the depth of that loss. So my condolences go out to Gary Sinise, his whole family and all of Mac's friends, it's of course, one of the worst things in the world to outlive your child. And I'm sure too many people in this audience know that. So Gary, our thoughts and prayers go out to you. And I don't mean that as a cliche. They truly do. I'm a parent myself. Uh, so uh, we've got to get on with the news, however. And and of course we wish the Sinise family well as they move forward with um, life after such a terrible event. But another event happened last night in Michigan. That's the Michigan State primaries. And as predicted, Donald Trump ran away with the primaries. Donald Trump beating Nikki Haley, oof, securing 68.1% of the votes. Nikki Haley coming in at 26.5%, uncommitted, 3%. And Ron DeSantis garnered 1.3% votes, and Chris Christie got 0.4%. Is Chris Christie still in this thing? I has he dropped out? I don't know. I have to tell you, I was explaining to my daughter who Chris Christie was. She's 16 years old. Like most 16 year olds, she's not that interested in politics. And, but when I'm watching the news, she'll come in and comment. I was watching a debate and Chris Christie was talking and she, she's 16, she's a 16 year old girl, everybody. So she looked at him and said, what is that guy doing on the stage to her? He looked so strange. And so I had the opportunity to tell her about his famous beach incident. Do y'all remember when Chris Christie shut down the government in New Jersey? And uh, and which meant he shut down all of the public parks, which meant the beaches were closed. And then we had that really wonderful drone shot on, I think it was Memorial Day weekend. He did this over the holidays of him and his family alone on this public beach, have the whole beach themselves because he shut it down. It was a great lesson in politics and how you have to pay attention to what people do, not just what they say. Because he was sounding kind of funny up there, making a lot of jokes about Trump. But I use everything as a lesson, which annoys my kids to no end. I hope that when I'm dead and gone, they'll look back on some of these conversations, say, oh, yeah, my mom said that. Well, Chris Christie is apparently still getting votes. He got 4,773 votes last night. Here's something interesting. There was also a Democrat primary and Donald Trump garnered as many votes alone as the entire Democrat field combined. You can extrapolate from that what you will. To me, it spells out what we've been talking about for the last year to three years which is is biden is in big trouble and he's not very inspiring and even his cohorts in the mainstream media the late night talk show circuit even they can't really escape from who biden is and how disastrous he looks and i I don't need to explain to you because you all are listening to to the Tony Katz show. So you already know how insane he sounds, but for the mainstream media to be, and, and they're still not, I mean, obviously they give Trump a hard time way harder than anybody else. They're still not giving Biden a hard time, but you know, it's bad when even they can't massage the situation. Here's something else that, interesting that happened in michigan last night and i think it speaks to a larger issue something that is a real problem here in in modern america that we're dealing with but as you recall uh, representative you may recall this representative rashida talib who is uh, muslim herself it she she excuse me she urged i was looking for the right word she urged Democrat voters or all voters in the primaries in Michigan to vote uncommitted. And she said your uncommitted vote will represent your feelings about the Israel Palestine quote conflict war really and will send a message to the Biden administration that they that you don't like the tax taken by the Biden administration. Obviously, Rashida Tlaib thinks that, that we need a ceasefire, that we need to sanction Israel. She feels Israel is in the wrong here. No surprise. So people who are voting uncommitted, ostensibly were, maybe not all of them, but ostensibly were following Rashida Tlaib's orders, if you will. So I'll read you this uncommitted number again. In the in the Republican primary, it was 3%. In the Democrat primary, it was 13.3%. But here's something very interesting that CNN pointed out as they analyzed the results. The first numbers a Dearborn, Michigan. Biden, 23%. This is for Democrat voters. Biden, 23%, uncommitted, 70% five percent why does that matter because Dearborn has the largest population of Arab Americans and Muslims in the country Dearborn is a suburb of Detroit Dearborn is really one of the the most historic American suburbs really and it's been completely shifted in the last 20 years years. And now you have an entire population of people there who view Israel as the enemy. Again, I'm not, I'm uh, I'm obviously using a broad brush here. But these numbers speak for themselves. Out of Dearborn, Biden 23% uncommitted, 75%. That is not a result you would have gotten out of Dearborn Michigan 20, 25, 30 years ago. Not at all, that would have been a solid Democrat result. Cause Dearborn used to be, I don't know if it is anymore, but it used to be a lot of union people, right? People working in the, in the auto industry, not anymore. And that goes to show you, I, I do you remember what happened in Dearborn 20 years, over 20 years ago now? What happened in Dearborn is 9 So right now we're focusing on, our horrible, we're going to talk about this, our horrible uh, illegal immigration crisis that's happening, people coming over the border from South American countries and then using that weak border to come from other countries. But after 9-11, all we were talking about was Islam, quote, the religion of peace and Muslims. And and the Obama administration and other Democrats in local governments, state governments across the country, engaged in a concerted effort to bring in immigrants from Muslim and Arab nations, because we were all trying to prove, I'm using air quotes here, we were all trying to prove how open-minded we were, you know, we weren't allowed to blame the doctrine of Islam for 9-11, and that translated into just this whole campaign where we we all suddenly had to become Muslim allies or or Islamic allies and to prove what great allies we were, they upped the, uh, the, the uh, immigration from Arab countries. And Dearborn was front and center. Dearborn was a spot. where, And this is what happens, right? A family comes, they come over, and then they send money back or send communications back. And then their family members come over, and then their family members come over, and everybody ends up in the same place because you want to be with your family. And that's what happened in Dearborn, Michigan, completely shifted the politics of that area. I wanna take a break right now, but when we come back, I wanna continue on this because I want to speak to the GOP in particular about these voters and then I want to talk to you about what has to happen here. I don't think people truly understand the depth of the trouble we are in when it comes to our immigration system. You and I might, but generally speaking, absolutely not. And Dearborn, Michigan is good is Dearborn represents the good and the bad of unfettered immigration. So we're gonna talk about that, don't go anywhere. I'm Kira Davis, I'm filling in for Tony Katz today, and this is Tony Katz today.
0: Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kisimta Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kisimta.
1: Toast. Kira Davis. You can follow me on Twitter at real Kira Davis. And go buy my book, Drawing Lines, Why Conservatives Must Begin to Battle Fiercely in the Arena of Ideas. We we're talking a little bit about the Michigan primaries last night, which unsurprisingly Trump ran away with. But the the most interesting result, I think, came out of Dearborn, Michigan, as we were talking before the break. They have the largest population of Arab Arab Americans in the state, and I think in the country. And they voted 75% uncommitted only 23 percent voted for biden and as i said before the break that was meant to be a signal to the biden administrations about how people feel about his israel policy of course there are many people in this country who feel the biden administration's israel policy is is we're too much of an ally to israel for reasons that Tony talks about on this show every day. And I was talking about how this is the result of unfettered immigration and refusal to assimilate immigrants. And there's good and bad here. Here's the good coming out of Dearborn. The the Muslim population there, the Arab population there, is very conservative maybe too conservative in in ways that don't really jibe with american values again this is why we we need a concerted effort to assimilate immigrants we have american values we have to have these shared values or we cannot keep this republic and all the stories i have lined up today are are pretty much proof positive of that but they are standing on the front lines of michigan against all of this crazy critical race theory and gender theory craziness that is happening in our public school system they're showing up to their school board meetings they're voting this stuff down they really are allies in that respect this is a group of people who demand that th- and they demand it that their religion be respected i i don't know if i should even get into this right now. But for, for those who don't know who I am and have never seen me, I'm black. And as a black woman, like 80% of black people in this country, I'm a Christian. And the church is very big in the black community. We take it very seriously, but we don't vote conservatively. We're not really conservatives and we're definitely not Republican voters. We do take our faith seriously, but we don't harness it to push the values that our faith demands, that we believe in, because we have also chosen politics over faith. And this community in Dearborn has chosen the opposite. They choose their faith, they choose their culture over politics. And frankly, I think that's a great example. We all need to be like that. We should be choosing American culture over politics. But that takes a huge effort. And it means being active in every sector and industry of this country. But here's the downside, obviously, of this group of of voters that have been imported over the last two to three decades. The downside is that because we don't require any kind of real assimilation here, they take the values from their culture and bring them here, and like we say, some of those values, great, they they jibe with what we need, and some of those values, like being anti-Israel, don't really match up to American values, and that's what we're seeing in Michigan. So this is what I think the GOP needs to do: go get these voters. I know I I've sounded a bit contradictory here because I've said, look, there are some other values that we that we we really can't sign on for. But there are big, big issues, and we need every voter we can get. And the fact that these people in Dearborn, Michigan, a suburb of Detroit, have spoken and said, Biden, only 23% of us here have any interest in you most of us are committed to this one issue that's huge that's a huge voting block that's a powerful voting block and i think the gop should be speaking more to the conservative values of communities like this and you can deal with the fallout of that later but right now the gop needs votes and the gop needs to take back some of these blue areas use what you have is what i is what i'm saying get in where you fit in this is always my message to the GOP when it comes to black voters, go into those communities. Why is is the communist mayor, excuse me, the socialist mayor of Chicago, Brandon Johnson, able to, to stand up there and tell all kinds of lies about the sanctuary state of Chicago, Tell all kinds of lies about what is really causing the crime in Chicago, all kinds of lies about how the citizens are being affected and there's no GOP response directly next to him, there should be a GOP representative standing right across the street or in the next room or there should be a conference set up immediately afterwards where they come in and they look at these people and they say, hey, did you hear that guy? Did you hear what he just, did you see how he lied to you? He took that empty school in your neighborhood that you've been begging to be opened for your students on the south side. He took that and he gave it to the migrants. He took the money that you need for benefits in your community, for community centers, for education, for crime prevention, all the stuff you've been begging for from this guy over the years. He took that money and gave it to illegal aliens who are now invading your neighborhood. That's what the GOP needs to do. They need to be reminding people at every turn how this happened to you. They should be in Dearborn, Michigan talking to those people. Yes, the culture is a little bit different. Go find somebody who has a foothold in that community, make friends with them, become their ally and figure out how to speak to these voters because clearly they are voting and they don't want to vote for democrat nonsense so remind them what the democrat nonsense is it doesn't line up with their cultural and religious values so we have to take advantage of every trump is great at this he's he's amazing at this he can speak and i think this is this is speaks to his popularity his populism he can speak to every group and say hey i'm not like you we might not be like each other But let me tell you what the other side is doing. Give me a chance. He's spoken to a lot of people like that. Well, we're going to continue talking about this. We've got a lot more immigration issues on the table, too, because this is a huge one. Don't go anywhere. I'm Kira Davis. I'm filling in for Tony Katz, and you are listening to Tony Katz today.
0: Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
2: Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller...
1: Welcome back to Tony Katz today. I'm your guest host today, Kira Davis, host of Just Listen to Yourself. It's a podcast on critical thinking, and it is available wherever you find your podcast. Follow me on Twitter at RealKiraDavis. We're talking about the Michigan primaries last night, but really we're talking about immigration and looking at the response from the Dearborn crowd. But this is a concerted effort. It is not an accident what's happening at the border my goodness i was my favorite reporter i don't know if you if you pay attention to this guy but it is bill malusion m e l u g i n he is a fox news reporter came out of la out of the local fox affiliate there he's one of the best really one of the best and he focuses on the border i think i talked about him on the on the last episode but he has been Talking a lot about what happened at what ha, what is happening at the border. And he had he, he'll go and interview people just walking over the border. Where are you from? And so many people are from are not from the typical South American countries. So that, that's how porous our border is, is. That our enemies know they can enter our country and cause chaos through that porous border. So clearly this is an issue. This is on everyone's minds. It's the top of every poll, crime and, and illegal immigration which are intimately related and then of course the economy is at the top. Biden's in trouble. we talked about that at the beginning of the show. even his media allies really can't keep a lid on how insane his administration is and how unstable he is. And so c- clearly he the Democrats are recognizing that they're in a bit of trouble here and they're starting to shift their language. The problem is, is that we're all living the reality. So you can watch his press sec up there, right? Uh, KJP, Kareem Jean-Pierre up there, every day, and she'll do things, she'll say things like, well, we support a patrol, and we don't want a law. We support border patrol. It's the Republicans that are anti-law and order. They're just flipping around the language, because they know they're in trouble. So the Biden administration obviously knows this is important to Americans, and our Americans are living the reality of this every day. The best thing that happened in all of this mess was these Republican governors shipping out their migrants. It was the best thing. Keep going. It needs to happen in every city across the country. And so Biden's going down to the border. He's going to take a trip. Down to the border. Do you think he's going to be down at the San Diego border near where I live, where it's mass chaos, every 800 to 1,000 people? That border alone, 800 to 1,000 people. God only knows how many people are streaming over the undefended parts of our California border. Is he going down there? No, no. Here is Bill Malusion talked to the Border Patrol Union, and here is their response. Trump's team strategically released his intentions to visit the border. The leak elicited the exact response he was hoping for from Biden. The knee-jerk reaction from Biden set in motion a border visit that saw him put together a trip to the safe haven of Brownsville, Texas, right? Probably the place where, where Kamala lights. Trump will be at Shelby Park, a location that Texas Governor Greg Abbott was forced to seize because of the rampant lawlessness fueled by the Biden administration's policies. Biden will visit an extremely slow location in a very friendly congressional district that historically hasn't seen much illegal traffic, in part due to the infrastructure Trump provided while in office, and more recently due to the immediate actions of Abbott after Biden took office. So... The only "quote" win the Biden administration can muster up on the border is to go to a place that is only safe because Republicans seize control of it. I just you can't make this stuff up. It is mass chaos right now. Did you see that story about Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City? Eric Adams begging New Yorkers to end the sanctuary city policy. This is a liberal democrat this is a guy who previously was touting the city's status as a sanctuary city and isn't that just so convenient they they all get to everybody's all on board until it affects them and unfortunately that is human nature that is human nature unfortunately the the cliche you walk a mile in someone else's shoes that's a cliche for a reason Because a lot of us don't have the ability to empathize with others until it is happening to us. And so you have to spread the misery, I'm afraid. It was the right thing to do, and it continues to be the right thing to do, to send people further and further in the country a lot of these media outlets aren't reporting, is that in most cases these people get to choose which direction they go in. So they're they're not just being put on a bus and sent randomly anywhere. A lot of these people are asking to go to these places. They know exactly where they wanna go when they get here. It's insane. So even the mayor of one of the wealthiest cities in the world is now begging people to revoke sanctuary city status, because it was really easy to be a sanctuary city when you didn't have to worry about the results of that. But you know what, now all of America is a sanctuary country and we're suffering for it. Did you hear about what's happening in Denver? I don't know when the last time you've been to Denver is, but Denver, again, the, the population there has shifted dramatically in the last 20 years. 20 years ago, to go to Denver, I wouldn't have seen many Mexican restaurants there. I wouldn't have heard a lot of, of of Spanish speakers. Now, Denver has a huge Hispanic population and a huge illegal population there, and it's affecting the city, and it also happens to be one of the cities that is receiving a lot of buses from border states. And now, of course, they're overwhelmed. They don't know what to do, but they're a sanctuary city. They were one of the first, I'll remind you. Denver was one of the first cities in the country to declare sanctuary status. How's that working out for you? Oh, well, looky here. Looks like Denver is cutting jobs to pay for migrants. Denver says it's not, and it says it's not laying off employees while also admitting some workers have ha- have to have their hours cut to zero. Next hour, I'm gonna play a little clip of the report on this, because I think you should hear it, that you should hear how the local Denver news is reporting on this. But I just wanted to bring this up because again, another city that is experiencing mass chaos, and who's paying the price? You are the average citizen. That's what's going on across the country here. So Joe Biden can stand up there and, and say all he wants, pretend that he's in 2020 and get the Mexico mixed up with Israel and whatever other weirdness he's doing. But he can say whatever he wants. His press secretary can say whatever she wants. Real Americans are living real lives and they're dealing with the consequences in real time. I just told you 800 to 1,000 people coming over the border in San Diego every day. 1,300 people dropped off in San Diego yesterday. Just dropped off. They're just being released, too. I'm 40 miles from—I sit directly in between Los Angeles and San Diego. I'm pretty squeezed. We're pretty squeezed here. I live in a nice, cozy suburb. My husband and I moved here from Gary, Indiana about 15 years ago. So we moved from one of the crime capitals of the United States to one of the safest suburbs in the United States. That was deliberate. My husband's job took us here, and we decided we we wanted to see what it would be like to raise our kids in a safe neighborhood. And it turns out it's pretty great. But I can tell you I have seen a significant uptick in crime in, in this very safe suburb in just the last two years alone. And it's all coming from the, these pieces of bread. Oh, I got a story about bread for you later, wait till you hear this. These two pieces of bread, Los Angeles and San Diego, on either side of us. Carol Markowitz wrote a really great piece today at uh, at Fox News, actually it was from yesterday. And, oh, I forgot to... Uh, I forgot to copy paste that, but uh, she spoke about she went down to the border to see what was going on for herself. And she, she came back. She said, look, the news is not good. But I have another question to ask you guys. Excuse me. Bumped my mic there. She said, I have another question to ask about this. What's happening to all of these people coming in? Where are they going? She says, among the things I learned at the border visit, signs at the respite center are in English, Spanish, and Russian. The people currently crossing the border are not interested in agricultural work. And then she says this, some other border thoughts. The CPB says that they had, this number is going to blow your mind. They had 3,201,144 nationwide encounters for 2023. What are these 3 million plus people doing? As I know in the piece, they can't all be delivering food. They're not working in agriculture. It's not just government funding in sanctuary cities either. New York City says they took in about 100,000 migrants in 2023. And that's double than most other sanctuary cities like Chicago. So where are the rest? We're missing a huge piece of this puzzle. Have you ever rented an apartment without showing proof of income? Even straight out of college, I had to show a job and have cosigners. yet 3 million people arrived last year, can't work legally, and are somehow just being absorbed into society. I don't have a conspiracy theory for you. I'm really just asking what's going on here, Carol, says Carol. (laughs) i'm reading as carol and carol i want to respond you know what's going on here this is the deliberate flooding of the american system with potential democrat voters And it's the it's the oldest play in the book. And it's frankly the only one they have. And it's been very effective. It's bribes. We're going to bring these people in and we're going to bribe them with your money. And then we hope once we make these people legal voters, which if you live in California and you're an illegal immigrant, you can vote in your local elections, you can hold office and you can serve in law enforcement. There's no difference here. You can have a driver's license. You can have a library card. There's literally no difference between being an illegal resident in California and being a legal resident in California. So what is happening is the deliberate flooding of American culture. You can hear the workers outside my building right now. That'll go away in a moment. Sorry about that. But yeah, I think she asked a good question. Where are all these people going? And I, I tell you this to say, that's what's happening in my suburb, right? They're coming here. And what are they doing? They're committing crimes. That's how they're surviving because they see this landscape of very wealthy people and it's all, it, it's all accessible because that's how we live in America. We don't have the same social strata as other countries. We have this very fluid class system. So it's very easy to penetrate wealthier communities or middle-class communities, and that's exactly what ha- what's happening. And it's affecting everything. We're going to continue. We've got a lot of closures coming up here in the state of California and across the nation because of this very issue. Don't go anywhere. We're going to continue on with this. I'm Kira Davis filling in for Tony Katz. And you're listening to Tony Katz today.
0: Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta.
1: Welcome back to Tony Katz today. I'm your host, Kira Davis, filling in for Tony Katz, coming to you live from the left coast, California. I do want to apologize for some of my sound issues. I may have been breaking up at some portions in the the last segment. I apologize for that Uh, technical issues, but we're working it out. But my words remain the same. We have a huge issue with immigration, and I think, frankly, the only way to fix this is mass deportation. I know that's not the popular thing to say. And every time you say that to a Democrat, they go, oh, that's, that's, that's unsustainable. We can't do that. We can't afford it. Well, what we can't afford is a 1,000 people a day pouring into cities that are already stretched to the brink when it comes to their budget. Your grocery bill has increased massively in the last year. Something like it's gone up per family, something like $400 per family, which is, that's a lot. And it's set to go up even more up in Canada. They're predicting an extra $750 per year for groceries, for families. That's a lot when you're talking about people who do not have a $750 margin. That is a lot. So I read to you from Carol Markowitz's uh, a post in on Fox News today, on Fox Digital, she asked, where are all these people going? What are they doing? Because we've been told over the years, oh, these people are coming in to do the jobs Americans just won't do. You need to welcome them. They're just people who want, who just want a better life. But you look at those people streaming over the border and it's just, it's 98% men that's not just people looking for a better life where are all the women where are all the children if it's just families looking for a better life use your brain and then she 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 says they're not they're not taking the agricultural jobs they're not looking for those jobs she was talking to those people bill malusion talks to those people every day they don't want agricultural jobs so where are they going I just, read a, I just read a report out of the New York Post. Somebody found a basement apartment in New York City with 77 Senegalese migrants living in it. They have to sleep in shifts. What are they doing when they're not sleeping? Where are they going? How is this sustainable? And it's not going to be, the solution is not going to be to make all these people legal. It's, it's not going to solve anything, first of all, because, again, where do these people go? Do you know that here in California, we, these are people with, with little to no education, and even the ones who are educated aren't licensed to work in this country in whatever industry they're educated in. So here in California, we've just raised our minimum wage for fast food workers to $20 an hour. That's right. an hour. I've got an interesting story for you regarding bread on that. But $20 an hour. So a Big Mac is like $13. There's fewer of those jobs. So these illegals aren't taking those jobs. Where are they going? We need to make Democrats answer that question. When we get back from this break, I'm gonna tell you about our $20 an hour minimum wage here in California and just who Governor Newsom has given an exemption to. On that. You're gonna to wanna to hear this story. Don't go anywhere. I'm Kira Davis. I'm filling in for Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today.